You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do it live! Fucking thing sucks! I have nothing to do with Russia, folks, okay? The mother of all bombs. You You people are cancer! He's a crisis actor. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Another deadly day on the Gaza border. My God, the bitch was wide! John Podesta rigged the poll. Charcoal girls are not allowed here. What's next? Requiring a license to make toast in your own damn toaster? Hell no. You gotta see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. You would be much happier at home with a husband. Spend 400 years? That sounds like a choice. Fucking like children, America! I want to build a wall. Are you African American? I don't know what you're implying. And what is a leper? Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. I think This is the worst possible timeline with Eric Wilson and Patrick Kindlin. So what's the name of our gamer channel? Is it the Gamer's Chair or is it the Incel Hour? What do you want to do? Uh, how about Gamer Aids? I think the two of us having gamer chairs and being bad at video games is truly great. I, I think <laughs> that's just good content. It has to happen. It has to happen eventually. I mean, it's the only. It's it's my only prospect going forward in this life. So it, it's 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 the only thing I'm holding on to at this moment. That's only half a joke. Things are looking bleak <laughs> <weak> out. <here. laughs> what's going on in your life you, you're back you're back on the east coast yes i'm back in the garage back so just picture me as steven tyler right in a garage but instead of singing back in the saddle i'm singing back in the garage again. yeah you know what i mean and i've got uh scarves attached to my mic stand mm. i'm killing it out here how's it I'm, feel uh, oh I, I i've adopted a 14 year old uh oh for for yeah it, it's uh, things are going crazy out here. I'm Steven Tyler. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Are you the, you're the new, you're, you're Dalia. You got a 14 year old with you? Uh, uh, listen, this is a Dalia safe space where I, <laughs> I, I, I cape for Dalia. Ugh. He got lied on so bad, Eric. Mm. So bad. Did he? Yes. Yes. Confirmed. Yes. Mm. go look into it don't be one of these people that's like oh i heard a thing go look into it it's shameful it's fucking really bad and it, actually instead of putting your head in the sand you should look at it and go oh my god anybody can get got because, well i mean that's i mean yeah obviously because he straight up listen is he a creep i don't know it depends on your definition of a creep is he a fucking rapo statutory no nah, he's not provably not and people trying to represent him as such freak me the fuck out. 
Like really, like like I watched it and I watched it like I was in like Soviet Russia or some shit, like being like, oh no, <laughs> this is fucking forced confessions and shit. Because the, the like I told you, the one person that decried him was like, uh, you know, I was a senior, and then one tweet later in college, and it's like, yo, come on, like that sort of shit is so foul, Eric. That shit's foul. Hmm. What about all right? Well, this is the worst possible get timeline. Off your, get off your fucking Hillary Clinton ass, believe all women bullshit. You know that that's fucking foul. Hmm. I, I, oh, I, oh, Hillary, Hillary is off mic right now with a gun to my head. I can't do it. Yeah, you're not committing to the idea that lying about a very serious thing is foul. I understand. Hillary is on the other end of a scope, and there's a red dot on my forehead as we speak. Eric, blink twice if you don't believe somebody that j- that is overtly lying. This such is as, not this is not a visual medium. Amber Amber Heard. Oh well, that bitch is see? fucking lying. <laughs> Did you see? Listen, let's be clear. You and I have no reason to cape for Johnny Depp. I could go the rest of my life without seeing Johnny Depp and be very happy. I don't give a shit about Johnny Depp, <laughs> but yo. <laughs> So listen, everybody, welcome to the Worst Possible Timeline. I'm Patrick. Welcome. So I'm Eric. Eric, how staged and or not staged, but unfortunately look staged is that is that photo? I guess I've lost you again. This is really fucking annoying. How staged? The Amber Heard thing? Yes. Staged. <laughs> Beyond staged. <laughs> like if somebody, if, if you, now you work uh, in, in television, if you hired like a, like a set building crew to, to make that set and they delivered you that you might go, guys, it's not very authentic. You know what I mean? It, it was so staged for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about. Amber Heard and Johnny Depp are in a protracted legal battle, uh, sort of. Uh, she has to jump in because he is suing a tabloid. And my understanding is he's suing a tabloid. And for that tabloid to win, she has to prove that she she was telling the truth in the tabloid, which is that she was being abused. I think that's the situation. So uh, they're busting out all this receipts on each other. And it's so pathetic. Like it make it paints the image of him as this aging alcoholic that like is just um, like slurring all the time, just a mess. And it paints her as a loon, like a straight up, like severely bipolar lunatic. And the, aside from shitting in his bed, the weirdest part that has come up is this photo that is supposed to incriminate Johnny Depp but looks so fraudulent that it only only incriminates Amber Heard. It looks so bad, Eric. It doesn't make any sense because it's like, yo, if what she's what she trying what is what does the picture that she put out there actually? So for everybody that doesn't know, the photo that she posted that's supposed to be incriminating of some sort of ill ill conduct or I don't know what bad behavior. I don't even know. It's a photo of like three lines of cocaine and a glass of whiskey. And then another photo of, of someone who I presume is Johnny Depp passed out on the floor Though You can't see his face. There's no, he's wearing goofy clothing. So that's the only thing that really IDs him. But 
could not be Johnny Depp. But what I, it it's like everything is placed like it is perfectly like and like it's not the the, the glass of whiskey's full and like the lines of coke are just are 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 neatly out. Like, did he do them? Like, I don't understand. Also, why is he using a tampon applicator to sniff cocaine? Yeah, He's well, a multiple, multiple millionaire. Well, that's more, maybe one of his quirky bullshits. I, I, I could see that maybe. <laughs> that's pretty quirky. That's how that's how Captain Jack Sparrow snorts his coke. <laughs> but like, what is what is exactly what's the revelation there that 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 weird Hollywood guys like cocaine and booze? That's is that shocking to a single human being on this planet? No, I mean, I guess it's to discredit him as a reliable source because he's got a substance abuse problem, which if it was going the other way would be looked down on so severely that uh, he'd be murdered in the murdered in the uh, court of public opinion. Uh, but it is. Listen, everybody, I'm not I, I'm I, I'll go further than Eric. Eric has kind of a, a soft. I wasn't there, so I can't make a decision. I'll straight up say, if I don't see something with my eyes, I straight up am uncomfortable listening to two people I don't know uh, give their accounts. Like, you're, you are me. you are a picks or it didn't happen purist. I really am. Like I <laughs> like I I think it's so weird to believe everything you hear. I think that that like nobody does, and that's why it just feels so crazy to to maintain a thing that you literally don't believe you just say you believe it because you have to say that publicly and i'm just not playing that game so i'm i'm a picks or it didn't happen sort of guy but amber brought the picks and again i wasn't there maybe this is how johnny does but it looks so fucking fake it's it, fake it it looks like embarrassingly fake like i would have like i would have done a better job for sure so i I don't know that it made my day though. Reading the comments, the comments were the funniest fucking thing I ever read because firstly the internet's full of junior detectives that bust out photos of her holding the mug that's in the photo, you know, like it looks like her personal yeah. uh, mug and then the, the, uh, the tampon applicator. Uh, and then there's people, I don't know how you would prove this, but there's people that claim that the, the, uh, a license being used to cut up the cocaine in the photo, it's face down. So you can't see the ID of the person uh, right. who, who, whose ID it is. Uh, there's people that claim that that's Amber's. Now, I don't know how they would prove that. Maybe they scan the ISBN on the back of it themselves. But uh, if that's true, this is by far the sloppiest framing, like the frame up I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's like, yo. We don't have to fuck around. She's a fucking lying bitch. Who gets like, yo, fuck this person. Oh, I like it, Eric. <laughs> let, let, let it flow through you that some people just don't tell the truth. Yo, straight up. Like I'm, I'm, we're, I think we're solidly, we can, we're, we're team Depp here. Which is weird because I don't care about Depp. No, not you know even a little. I mean? like, I'm not invested in Depp, nor am I invested. I didn't, I really barely knew who she was before this whole thing started. I don't got a reason to play favorites, but I'll tell you, based on the evidence, based on the evidence, they weren't a particularly uh, uh, healthy couple, uh, but provably, I know she, he might have hit her. I don't know, but provably she hit him provably yeah. she fucked him up uh so I, i'm but the photo everybody it doesn't matter who hit who I, 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 listen that's their business let them resolve it in court i don't give a fuck 
just look into this photo. It is hysterical. You know what it is, man? I, and it's not even just this. I'm, I'm sick of, I'm, I'm sick of talk, man. Like, yo, if, if these two, like whoever in life you have a problem with, whoever, wherever there's an issue, yo, I want to see people doing the fucking work. I, like, I don't, I don't care about the fucking circus that surrounds it or the conversation. Sort your shit out. It's 2020. Get your fucking shit together. In this case, that would involve you going from Johnny Depp to dating a biker that beats up Johnny Depp on your behalf. Yes, precisely. Which is like kind of a time-honored solution to abuse that people don't seem to embrace anymore. Everybody <laughs> wants to go to the court of public opinion, and then they claim that it doesn't do anything. I, which so, I, I'm finding I, that really confusing. Everybody's like, there's no such thing as cancel culture. Then why do you keep trying? No, oh, well, come on, come on. I see people saying there's no such, come on. That's such Yo, horse shit. We, we'll talk about the letter in a minute, but I wanna, okay. I wanna, I just wanna, I wanna tell the people one thing. I did a thing this week. Uh, I want everyone. I'm gonna use your line. I want everyone in the sound of my voice. Take out your cell phone. Uh, swipe over to where the 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 little bird in in the blue box, and I want you to hold down on the screen till all your apps start shaking, and I want you to hit the X button on that little blue bird and I want you to never look at it again because I swear to God, man, Twitter is a fucking hell void. It's so awful. And when you put it away for a few days, you're like, and yo, I get it. Like, yo, the reason people use social media is because they're fucking lonely. Yo, talk to a friend, like just text somebody, call them, like hang out, go give your fucking mom a call. Like, Go do something else. Don't look, don't stare into the fucking void because it's a horror show of, of clowny weirdos all trying to outcloud each other. And it's like, it's fucking pathetic. And like, I just, I can't fucking do it anymore, man. Uh, you snapped. <laughs> you fucking snapped. I actually like how hard you snapped. The, and the listeners are liking how hard you snapped. They they, they call you Feral Eric now. Yeah. And, and, oh, and, I like that. You know what, dude? You know what it was? Fourth of July, right? Kanye West running for president. Like, that's so fucking hacky. Like, that's like whoever writes the script of reality, this is some hack shit. And like, I like it's belittling for me to even fucking speak about. I, it just feels like a rerun to me. You, you know what I mean? Like I, I thought we already did this. Uh, I, I'm going to vote for him, but, <laughs> I, I, but I don't really understand. I, like, it just feels a little old hat, you know, like, why are we revisiting the, the classics? We, we're good. Let's, let's try some new shit. Yeah. I mean, we desperately need some new shit. Yeah. Once COVID is like fully over and we're done, like once it's, once it's like dead, we really, as a, as a, like a society got to move on, man. We got to like, we got to move on to just enjoying things again and stop like getting up our own asses. Cause it's like, you know, these, these big things that need to be solved that have gone, gone unsolved, like, yo, they still need to be solved, but you're not, you're not moving it forward. Like you're, you're just not, man. You're hot. You're, right. you're shining a spotlight onto something. If you're on Twitter, you're shining a spotlight that only reaches 0.04% of the population and none of them have any vested interest in anything actually changing. Nope. Like, you know, so like we got to just go back to fucking partying, man. 
<laughs> feel that. <laughs> wow. I really like where you're coming from on this. Like everyone's got to go take out a bank loan because the world's not, we got what, maybe 20 years of society left in us. If that take out a bank loan that you'll never pay back, buy a boat, uh, you know, just fucking live it up, man. Just live it up because you're going to fucking kick yourself for wasting your, tr- wasting your time trying to lecture people about nonsense. Uh, I thought about that a lot the last few days because I got in a Twitter argument and halfway through I was like, oh, I haven't accomplished anything. I've been fighting with this, this, no disrespect to this guy, an absolute fucking nobody for fucking three hours. I'm arguing with a guy who has no impact on my life and again, no disrespect, will never have any fucking impact on my life. And I'm arguing with this fool I don't need my position restated. I know how the fuck I feel about things. And to be totally frank with you, I was arguing a thing that I don't really care about. Yeah. It's like it's like a freshman year argument in, in 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 my field in comics. It is a straight up like the most loser. It's a loser argument where like where you just start it to to start it. You know, like it's, it's just stupid. And I took the bait because somebody dragged me in, and I. I, I it was so, it, I realized halfway through, I was like, oh, this is why I'm poor. Yeah. Well, you know what, man? Whoever that person was that you got in the argument with, they might be like, let's let's use the word nobody. Yo, 99.99999% of the world are nobodies. And like, it's fine. It's not even like, you weren't using it in an insulting way because it's not an insult. Like, it's it's just like, you hit on, we were talking the other day and you hit on a thing that like, yo, people feel like they're supposed to be achieving more. And it's like, yo, if you can achieve like any small thing that you achieve is, is monumentous in these days because shit's out here is fucking hard. Like we have a generation of people believing that they're all supposed to be Kanye West or Barack Obama or something. And it's like, yo, 20, 30 years ago, you would have been lucky to be manager of the, of the hog rendering plant in mule shoe like that. And now if you can get like a thousand followers on Twitter and a nice social media job, yo, take the fucking bag. Yeah. 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 Just be happy, but, yo. But here's my, here's my theory, Eric. I, I have a theory that, that the higher education system, whether you participate in it, in it or not has bled into the larger society. And I don't mean in the, like, uh, the, the kind of like what happened on evergreen uh, evergreen campus uh the you know the sjw youth i'm not talking about that i'm talking about this idea that was sold to people that are roughly like 30 and under right now uh so there's this generation that was trapped by actually i would say that i would say that older than 32 so, so let's say 40 to 25 right now is a generation uh, generations that were trapped by higher education. They were sold a false bill of goods, predatory lending. And it was basically, Hey, if you don't go to college, you're never going to be shit. So they went and did it. And then they weren't shit anyway. Yeah. And this has bred such a, a high level of resentment among office worker, nobodies that they spend their entire day just bitter as fuck trying to destroy people who they see as slightly above them in the pecking order of life. And 
nobody can dislodge this idea from me. If you are currently trying to cancel someone, and I think I, might have I lost want you again. to know what your what your successes are in life. Yeah. And if you can name anything that would impress me, I'll personally drag the person you're trying to cancel out of their homes and I will guillotine them in the street for your amusement. But I do not see any fucking chance that you have done something impressive if you are spending your time trying to ruin someone else. Yo, if you're an office worker, nobody, you got to like just be happy of the fact that you're not fucking a, a roofer in July. No, be happy you don't got prostate cancer. Yeah, that, you know I mean? that be, fucking like, too. A lot yeah, to be happy about. There's a yeah. Be happy you don't have a fucking like, colostomy bag. Yeah, uh, I, I have been like really. You, like, can we get into the letter? You know, I'm frothing to get into the letter. He, he, I just we, the letter. You know, we're, we're going to get into it. It's probably going to be the meat of this episode. But like, I really just want to say, if you got a strong opinion about it, straight the fuck up. You're a loser. You're a loser. Agreed. <laughs> uh, it, 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 so here's what you had. You had a bunch of boomers say, hey, uh, there's not really a healthy uh, discourse happening because uh, it, it's become uh, in vogue to to attempt to ruin somebody's career and their financial well-being if they say something that you don't like, which really crushes debate and the furthering of any intellectual culture because everybody has to make rent. So if you are trying to deperson somebody and make it so they can no longer feed their child, then of course you're going to stifle conversation. And it's just a bunch of public facing, like there's uh, public facing uh, uh, journalists, uh, uh, scientists, uh, uh, political pundits, it's and it's all people just standing in some type of solidarity for classical liberalism. And if you're an idiot and listening to this, and and you or you're mistaking that for, let's say, uh, neoliberalism or, or, or uh, corporate uh, Democrats or some bullshit like that, it's not the same. You fucking tit. It's not the same. Not even a little bit. That, yeah, the values that you have innately as somebody who has grown up in the Western world are classical liberal values. That's what they are. So, uh, and you can convince yourself through your college courses or some shit that you don't value them. That you can say shit like free speech is a, is a tool of the patriarchy. You can say dumb bullshit like that, but you can literally only say it because classical liberal values have been maintained by people who value them. So, yeah. so like, congratulations, you are the meme. So here's the thing. Uh, these 150, 170, whatever it is, names came out, uh, and it included names that you might find objectionable. And that's the fucking point. The point is that there's going to be people there that you don't agree with. And there was a couple very weak willed fucking losers who jumped off the list when they were like, JK Rowling's on the list. Oh no. Like, yo, that's, <laughs> that, that's the nature of the list. The list is that you're not going to agree with it. These could be your your life enemies. It's not the point. The point is that you both believe that you have the right to speak. So, uh, the responses to this are so disgusting that it ruined my day. It's straight up. Like I was a hostile person yesterday because I was reading responses that were so disingenuous, so scumbaggy, so ill-informed that it just fucking ruined my day. I saw a reporter named Scott Bixby I, it was the, I drafted a tweet directly at him and then real, realized that's what insane people do. So I, I put it away, 
but he was this idiot that was like, uh, Eartha Kitt was chased to, to France because she couldn't live in the United States because she was blacklisted. That, that is cancel culture. And then somebody's like, Hey bro, is this you? And it's, it's screenshots of him of reports that he has filed saying the private Twitter of this DNC staffer, it, it uh, says Bernie has an ugly micro penis. And it's like, yo, you got that man fired seemingly intentionally for the enjoyment of s- sniveling, snarling weirdos online. And now you're pretending that the hot, that the bar that you have to pass to be canceled is that you have to be chased to another country. Yo, fuck you, Scott Bixby. I don't use this word light. You're an evil motherfucker. You're evil motherfucker. And I, I had to restrain myself from being like, hey, bro, hey, bro, uh, you just set an impossible standard that you know that you'll never have to face because you, you're always going to be the weasel that jumps to the side that's not getting yelled at. That's you. That's your nature. You're a fucking micro dick fucking weasel bitch. That's you. But to those of us that, that don't, that there's a chance that we might say something uncool, yo, it's worth considering that the atmosphere that we have all fostered is highly inhospitable to divergent viewpoints, which is literally all the letter said. And if you, if you disagree with that, stop listening to this podcast. You're an idiot. That's I look, I don't give a fuck how you feel about the people on the list. Although I will say that I saw some dreadfully underinformed fucking opinions about them. But if you have a problem with somebody saying the very obvious truth, which is, Hey, this is a particularly hostile environment at the moment. The climate is bad for discourse because if you have a divergent opinion and we're not talking crazy, we're talking just slightly off the dominant paradigm. You're getting fucking murdered online. And, and when people are like, Oh, it's not about, Oh, you can't handle it. You can't a couple. Oh, what a couple millennials yelled at you online. Sorry, boomer. Listen, you fucking dishonest scumbag. No, that's not what it is. It's and people proved it. People actually said like people on the list had people write their employers. Yo, you proved the point. You know what I mean? Like that's you, you prove congratulations. Fuck you proved the point. Yeah, I mean, we just live in a fucking world of, like, tattling fucking rats. And it's, like, it's such ugly-ass behavior, and I don't know how it became, like, smiled upon by by their peers. I guess because they think they're doing, like, some moral justice. But it's, like, yo, you're a fucking rat. Like, you're a fucking absolute, you're just a fucking, like, like Tony, Tony Malouk should fucking shoot you in the back of the head because you're a fucking stool pigeon. Like, it's such an ugly trait. It's such, it's so unbecoming. Like, I just, like, I, I I can't fathom myself ever fucking conducting myself that way. It's just, it's like goes against like everything that I fucking was raised to like understand about what it is to be like a fucking good, honorable, non-cuck piece of shit human being. So like, I, I don't know. This is, this is just the way people get their fucking rocks off. This is like they're, they're, like this is as far as their like understanding of activism goes. Like they they're just like person said bad thing, kill. And it's like, Eric, yo, it's not even. It's like teacher, teacher. He said it. Yeah, he said it. Yeah, like yo, you you look like such a weasel. Yeah, it's it's Eric, em- it's embarrassing. Let me read something to you. Tell me, uh, do you know who Dashiell Hammett is? 
I don't think so. Was he? Uh, he was in the the Star Wars prequels. That's right. He he's the little bug eyed cr- small creature. <laughs> so so. Uh, Dashiell Hammett was, uh, he, he wrote a bunch of, uh, crime fiction, uh, like his pulp character, not pulp character, whatever the fuck they call him, uh, was, uh, the continental op, right. Who worked for like a Pinkerton style agency. Uh, he's, he's really good. He was really good. And, uh, but he was, uh, I think he had some communist leanings or whatever at one point in his life. And he was part of some group and he basically was, uh, brought in, uh, uh, in 1951, uh, in, in front of the United States, uh, district court, uh, and, and, and of New York and was like, and, and was like, uh, Hey, you know, you got to name these names, right? He, so he takes the fifth amendment, uh, saying that he, ref- he refused to identify the signatures, uh, and implicate the other people involved. Right. Uh, at his eulogy, uh, uh, Lily Hellman, uh, said he, so he went to prison. And he submitted to prison rather than reveal the names of the contributors to the fund because, and I quote from Lily, he had come to the conclusion that a man should keep his word. Yo, can we all be a little bit more like Dashiell Hammett? Can we all be like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to snitch on anybody right now. I'm going to resolve my fucking problems personally. Like, oh, maybe I don't want to go to jail for this guy that I don't even like in this organization that, that maybe I don't even value. But it would be lower than dirt to fucking implicate a fucking another man in this situation. It'd be lower than dirt. And that's like, that's what you people out there that are like, like, look what he said. Yo, you're evil, man. You don't know it, but you're evil. And and I've reached my peak with it. Like I've seen so many lies over the last few weeks. So many, it's getting so weird. Well, you know, uh, on the same token, I think that like, I kind of think we're starting to turn a corner and it's like, it's not so much with that letter necessarily. Like, I don't know if that letter is going to do anything, but like, again, I just have to come back to the fact that Twitter is such a small percentile of human beings that like, you know, at some point everyone's going to get yelled at at some point, everyone's going to get, you know, eaten, you know, like, Oh, we can talk about fucking Seth Simons in a minute, but like, (laughs) yo, they eventually just come for each other. And it's like, Yo, at some point, people that value, like, again, mid-level people that are not famous, that have, like, that earn a good living in, like, a, you know, middle to high-end job, they're just not gonna, they're just not gonna have Twitters. And then, like, you're not gonna be able to do anything, because there's no way for you to come for them, really. Like, there, people are just, like, 99% of people agree that you shouldn't fucking that that it's wrong to come and kill people for no fucking reason like the the way that the, that twitter mobs do like this is a small percentage of people that for some reason hold a lot of power and like it people you know this conversation with cancel culture it, it just it, it's all weeds i can't even say you get lost in the weeds because it's only weeds it's it's like when there's no delineation or no distinction or no when when the um when the consequences for for rape allegations and telling rape joke in 2010 are the same fucking thing yeah. yo you're a crazy yeah. person you're you're a crazy, a, person. you're a crazy person that's so this is what i'm having a hard time dealing with is everybody seems to be comfortable that they have a thing that they're comfortable with being canceled. 
And we all sort of do, right? Like it, if somebody is never going to see justice in any other uh, context, then even the most ardent cancel culture uh, uh, protester here would, would be like, yeah, I guess that was the last recourse. But yo, if you think that somebody should be denied the ability to make a living because of an off color joke that they made nine and a half years ago, which is a specific instance that we can talk about. Uh, you are wildly mentally ill and you're also such a corporate stooge. And that's the part that should really offend you. If it like, let's say that you are mentally ill and you have no problem wearing that on your sleeve and you're just like, Hey man, I'm, I'm a fuck, I'm the joker. But like, yo, why are you so in love with corporate power? It may, uh, to me, you're like, you're no different than a state bureaucrat. You're just an evil fuck, man. I don't, I don't think they see it that way. I think the the conversation that like this style of, I don't even know what we want to call it, but like, I, I guess the notion that, how do we, how do we define it? Wokeness or the notion that like the, these, these styles of execution of people is like pro corporate culture or somehow uh empowers corporate culture is i think is really lost on people how uh, uh, yes you're probably right but how <laughs> because it's like yo you're using the leverage of capital in the in the form of in the form of uh corporate morality clauses basically to beat somebody into unhirability so I, I honestly can't think of anything grosser. It's like, it's wildly gross. Like, because what you've done is you've allied yourself with the banking class to crush another fucking what? Like uh, potentially somebody from your own fucking world. Like, yo, you're so gross. Like, it's like you are the little crony. You are the little fucking worm that is, that is like, oh, please, can I, I, I think sit in your pocket? I lost anchor? you again. Please. I, I, you know but I mean? like, like yo, you I, I think sick. I'm just going to talk. It's, 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 they don't, because the person that they're targeting is in their view bad, right? Uh, that it's not giving the corporation power because they don't have the, they, they shouldn't have the right to work. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, that's a bizarre one. Um, I mean, listen, that is like, I don't even know where to start with that. I mean, it, that's, I'm not saying that that's, that's truth obviously, but well, of course it's, it's, I think it's how they see it. I, I don't even think the job to them is ancillary because it's something that the person shouldn't have. It doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter who they work for. Although particularly if it is higher profile, then it is uh you're a much you're a much more pertinent target for the person to begin with so um but like yeah the the notion of 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 that you're empowering corporate culture i think is just lost on people so fucking weird these people are going to live underneath the fucking target's thumb you know what i mean like these people are going to th th these people's lives is going to be like the type of gross submission that you have in authoritarian uh, fucking governments except it's going to be to f fucking uh disney you know what i mean like so fucking gross but the problem is the problem is eric that a lot of these people don't have any reason to actually be concerned 
because they can probably make it out of their nothing, nobody fucking do nothing, have nothing lives without angering anybody. So it's not for who the bell tolls because the bell is never going to toll for them. They are so inconsequential and so fucking always content to go with the fucking majority opinion that they're just going to skate through life. And right now it's just their opportunity to take a couple shots at somebody that like, Oh, uh, you know what? He, he did use the word 11 years ago. He did. Well, you know what? That's, I think that's a good jumping off point for us to talk about Seth Simons. But I just want to say one thing before we do, because like, Let's really look at it for a second, right? Because you said earlier that there is, you know, everyone has, you know, some idea of, of quote unquote, a cancelable person that they, that they agree with or whatever, that they agree that should be canceled. Now, it's interesting, right? Because, you know, let's say that there's someone out there that has a job, right? Or that the, someone out there living in the world that's done bad things. And I'll be as vague about it as possible so I can rope everyone into a, this idea. But there's someone out there, they did bad things. They don't, des- I don't know, they don't deserve to be in polite society. They shouldn't be around other people because maybe they're a danger because they victimized other people. Okay. Do they lose their job? Well, if they lose their job, they really the value of their life significantly decreases and i don't care if they're if they're you know if they're if they work at a fuck in a fucking factory farm you know cutting throats or whatever like i don't i don't care how lowly the job is as soon as you don't have it your life has lost a lot of value so should they lose their job it's 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 an interesting question i mean like what do i expect this person to do i don't expect them to disappear do i condemn them to a life of homelessness is that the punishment is that fair uh i don't know where do they go a group home do they go to prison well i don't know like maybe they're not going to to prison on the basis of something that is said on twitter so it's like Yo, all you're trying to do is destroy this person's prospects, which maybe you think is justice. But what Eric is probably driving at is even if you do think that that's justice, what are you getting except for this person who has no incentive not to repeat the behavior because their life is fucking over? Yeah, well, it, it's that. And it's also just like I was trying to, to drive it somewhere to connect it to just like about what we do with the undesirables in our society and whether that's prison or whether that's like mental, you know, hospitals or whatever, like where do we expect the people that we don't fucking want to be around to go? Because that's generally like if you're a criminal or if you're, if you're, if you're mentally ill to the point where you can't live outside of a group home, that's where you go. So where does the guy go? What does he do? Is it okay for him to drive Uber why? Why is that okay? Is it okay for him to, you know, chop lumber? Why is that okay? You know, like what, why, like, and who are you to make that decision? Eric, Eric, because these people are self-hating classists who just want to kick somebody down to their fucking marginally employed, idiotic, fucking do nothing, have nothing level. I mean, I think a lot of them want them to like go into like gulags or go into the prison, but it's like, Yo, I don't see anyone, I don't see anyone on Twitter. I don't see anyone, you know, people my age, people younger than me. Like, I I don't see anyone. We talk a lot about fucking police reform, but I don't see anyone talking about prison reform or prison system or prisons in general, how we treat prisoners, what we do with prisoners, where they should go. Yo, I don't see that coming from a single person. And it's like, 
not don't get me wrong. There's obviously advocates out there. What I mean is in the Twitter sphere of 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 wokey dokes or whatever. No, because everybody's got to only stand next to like the most virtuous person. There's an absolute obsession with moral purity at the moment. It's it's like I, I, anybody listen. There, there's been all these conservative pundits who have been trying to paint like uh, uh, modern wokeness as a uh, stand-in religion for like what happened. Like, so Christianity is on the wane and a lot of these pundits speculate that uh, wokeness is sort of the stand-in because it has all of the sort of moral trappings of, uh, of a uh, post-Christian religion. And I think that that's been overstated and it feels hokey. People have rejected it, but like, yo, the last couple of weeks have taught me, yo, it's, it's right there, man. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like those people aren't wrong. They might've arrived there uh, on the wrong premise, but they're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, it, it, in the way that we build religious constructs in our minds, like the way that we like set them up. Yeah, I mean, this in a way, yeah, it has kind of taken the place of like dominant religion or whatever. Uh, in a way, in a way, amongst these people, anyway, amongst the. But like, you know, I really think the only way, if there's another side to this, if there's an, if there's a, if this is a hill that we're trying to get over, you know, like, I think the influence of twitter.com the influence of social media needs to be like i don't know ignored underplayed downplayed like i i just don't think we should give a shit what anyone on twitter says like i <laughs> i think that's what it is like i really don't like yo the fact that the the president of the united states yo as much as we hate donald trump as much as the world like at large like finds him detestable he's a motherfucking perfect president for our times because He's just a loudmouth fucking do nothing. He's a, he's just a loudmouth piece of shit who screams on Twitter so that yes. the mob screams back. And it's like, yo, yeah. this apparatus of, of of social media has too much fucking influence and power. Like the, the the moment that someone on Twitter can put out a tweet that can fucking change the way the world turns in terms of you know the economy or wars or whatever. Yo, this thing has too much influence now. And it represents such a small part of our world. Get it the fuck out of here. Stop looking at it. But I think you might have nailed it that he is actually highly ineffectual and his vict like in the material world and his victories are riling up his enemies on an online platform. That's like his wins. So yeah, I agree with you. He is the perfect president for this moment. It's wild. It's why I mean like yeah, the only influence he has is through his fucking fat idiot mouth. And like, yeah, it's either angering the people that that hate him and that like honestly, at this point, let's be real. You just want to be angry at him. Like that you want it. And and yeah. the people that love him just like jerking off and being like I fucking love this dude. He's he tells it like it is or some stupid moron shit. Like that's all it is. And guess what? You if you hate it, if you really hate it, you can fucking turn away from it, but you're not changing it and you're not helping it. Like you're just torturing yourself. If you hate it, you got to put it in the fucking trash. So with that, do you want to talk about Seth? Let's talk about our dude. Yo, you sent me that video and I died a little bit inside. So let's explain who Seth is. Now, Eric and I should point out that we are not comedians. Uh, we do this vaguely humorous podcast. <laughs> uh, and it's really just two friends talking some shit. We call it a humor podcast so that when we say something crazy, we can always just crawl back to the defense that we were being funny. 
Well, it's right. also, it's being honest about who we are. We're going, I'm not trying to fucking tell you I'm some professor fucking, you know, like, or informed. It's, we're just two assholes fucking riffing on the bullshit of the world. Fact. And, but we're not going for like big yucks. Like, like you aren't demoing your new material. You know what I mean? Like, so, so it, here's the point is, so I, I don't like to get too into the comedy shit because it's so gossipy. It's its own scene that we're not part of. So not but yet. this dude, this, this dude is so emblematic of this moment that we can't not talk about him. Yeah, he's he's King Weasel. I'll call him that. No doubt. <laughs> so for anybody that doesn't know, this dude, Seth Simon, is it Simon or Simons? I think it's Simons. Okay, so this fella is the guy who you might know from ruining Shane Gillis's uh, opportunity at SNL. Um, he is the, uh, by, listen, I think it would be charitable to call him a failed comedian who is bitter. I think that that would be an actual really kind read on this man. Yeah. He's not even that he, he's a dude that like, I can't imagine got further than open mics and, you know, did a, had a, uh, UCB like thesis project. Hold on. My phone just made the loudest noise I ever heard. Yeah. What Go the on. fuck was that? You playing candy crush over there? What are you doing? No, it just fucking blew up. You know it's not even my ring. Go on. Uh, whenever uh, I was going to say, whenever I watch Opie and Anthony videos, everyone in the comments section uh, always derides Opie for playing Candy Crush while they recorded the show. <laughs> <laughs> I like how checked he was like checked out in a bitter way. He was, which is crazy because they were making seven figures to hang out with comedians. Yeah, insane. It, it, the egos on the, those guys got so extreme. Eric, is that what you're going to be like? Are you going to be Anthony and be like a gun guy who gets caught uh, chatting up like very young girls and, and using a lot of racist language? Or are you going to be an even bigger loser? <sighs> well, you know, there are. I think there's a lot of parallels between Opie and Anthony and us. And I think you're no doubt the racist gun guy. But I don't think I could ever be... I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what time will do to me? I, I don't know what time will do to me. I, I, who, who knows how, how fucking shit my life gets that I become a bitter weirdo. But yo, if you're making that kind of money and hanging out with funny ass people, like, I don't know, maybe if you do it for too long, it gets boring. But like, yeah, Obi passed up a fucking really good thing. Yeah, it's weird. Really weird. It's really weird. So I hope I don't become like Opie, but I think it's more likely that you become like Anthony. <laughs> I mean, that's inevitable. Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, okay. So this fella, Seth Simon, Simons, whatever, um, he has attempted to make a name for himself and it's not big. He's got like probably 10,000 followers on Twitter. He's not like, a, a, he's not Ronan Farrell. He's, which, by the way, everybody in, tries to insult Ronan Farrow by calling him Ronan Sinatra. Yeah, we all know. It doesn't matter. That's not an insult. It's it's better to have Frank Sinatra as your father than Woody Allen because obviously you're going to be a better looking man. Oh, you yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, he, so, like, he knows who his father is. And he's, he, yo, first of all, he's smart. And, and, and he probably listens to the podcast because we've said it a million times. Yo, who gives a shit who your dad is? Yeah, for real. <laughs> but so it's uh, those of you that are like mad at him like and apparently there's a reason to be mad at him apparently his reporting is uh uh it's a liability but it, even if you're mad at him 
saying like, okay, Ronan, your father is an, uh, an American icon who gave you good genes. You know what I mean? Like what? Like it's not an insult. No. It's not, it's just not an insult at all. Not even a little. So, He's a good looking guy. Anyway, the, uh, so this guy is not a huge figure, this Seth Simons, but he's actively, it, it really ain't with aim tried to take down the New York comedy scene in particular, uh, for not being what he wants it to be. And what he wants it to be based on his comedy is brutally unfunny sub sub paid improv level. Well, uh, real, real quick, real quick, just to put it, just to give people a little added perspective. He, he's a, he's, I guess, well, he technically true. He he has a blue check mark. He's a blue check mark dude. But this guy has less followers on Twitter than you do. Oh, fuck. Very pathetic. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, he's a fucking low life. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, he he's made it his mission in life to basically call out or 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 destroy or like make make an example of all these New York comedians who typically in New York the humor is a little more blue. Um, although it's changing. Um, and yeah, he goes after like the Legion of Skanks guy. He, he fucking tanked Shane Gillis's, uh, opportunity at SNL. He, uh, he, he, yeah, he, he's trying to like, which really it's weird because all he does is like, he'll just like retweet, uh, was it, is it Gomez? Luis Gomez is this Legion of Skanks guy. He'll just retweet him and be like, look what he said. And Luis Gomez is like, yeah, I tweeted it. Dumb fuck. Yes. Like I, I, I don't not own it. That's uh, my name is attached to it. What do you think? I, uh, Oh, Oh, I, I meant to, I meant to text that. You know what I mean? Like that's not what's happening. You idiots. So yes, it is. This dude is the lowest type of like, I'm going to get him journalist. And, uh, he, this virtuous, uh, uh, Paragon, uh, Paragon, uh, he got an accusation. Now I should say, that the accusation is not particularly rough. No. And also, I mean, it was, it was worded rough, but what he's actually accused of is not rough. No. And his response to it was more believable than the accusation. Yeah. So in terms of, is this real or is this not real? Should I think Seth Simons is a bad man? Yo, you should think he's a bad man because he's a fucking weasel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but did he do this fucking non thing that he's accused of? Doesn't look like it to be totally honest, but it is funny that when you try to be the, the, the righteous one, the, the fucking, uh, you, you know, you, you, you are dying on the cross. It's you, Seth Simon. You're dying on the cross for all of humanity, for all comedy. Uh, then the eye of Sauron just poo, goes over to you. You're wearing the ring now, bitch. And guess what? The ring wraiths are coming for you. You know what I mean? And that's what happened. So he's so busy canceling everybody that it just painted a big target on his back. And for him not to realize that that is the absolute fate of anybody who try it. So right now canceling is uh, like playing kill the carrier when you're, when you're in high school, you know what I mean? It's just, you toss the football from one guy to another guy and it's to tackle the person with the ball. And that's what it is. So as soon as he started canceling people, he was holding the ball. Oh, you better run quick. Seth Simons didn't run quick enough. You caught an accusation. 
So now his enemies are some of the funniest people on the planet. So imagine what the funniest people on the planet could do with your accusation. Yep. (laughs) And it is a joy to watch. I mean, (laughs) and you know me, I hate, I hate a false accusation. Hate it. But watching this utter fucking weasel scumbag servile worm fucking get it is very funny. I mean, it's like the the accusation basically amounted to that. He's like a creepo when he's drunk, which is like, okay, you just, you, you, you described 95% of, of the, the male sex. Well, it wasn't, it was more like, and creepo, I wouldn't, I don't even know. It was like, it was like, oh yeah, he, he like basically that he was like trying to get sex off of this girl's former roommate who dis, who does not stand by this claim. Uh, the, and like, he was just, it wasn't even described as like pushy. It was just like, kind of like, um, what would you call it? Like, uh, like, uh, too, too committed to that cause. Well, the the word, the word they used was sex pest. Yeah. 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 Uh, which I don't even think is an American term. I've never heard anybody in the U S use it. No, no, actually. Now that you say that it sounds like French or like you are sex pissed. Like it sounds, it sounds like a European insult. I think it's English maybe, but yeah, but point is that, uh, that's what you hit people with when you don't have like a real thing. Like you're just Aziz. They should, she should have just said, Oh, he's a total Aziz. It was was somehow less than Aziz. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Less than Aziz. Yeah. So like, so listen, did Seth Simons do this? No, he didn't do it. He didn't do anything because there's no accusation. But proof of the truth of the matter is, how did he not see this coming? Like, you can't put like that cross on your back is just a big target. You know what I mean? Because people see you being righteous and they go, "Oh, really? You weren't always righteous. What about this?" You know what I mean? And it's like, yo, like, what is wrong with people? Well, I mean, like, just the note, did he do it? I mean, did he do what? Did he want sex from someone who who just didn't reciprocate? Yo, hasn't that happened to everyone on earth? No, you're not allowed to say that, Eric. (laughs) Like, he he, he was like, hey, I'm into, like, I don't even know what the accusation, are there people out there that have never had an experience where they thought, Hmm, I like this person. I would like to maybe have sexual intercourse with them and then go, mm, not really into it. Like that's the accusation like that, that it just wasn't, it wasn't uh mutual. And it's Eric, a, like, I can't even count the times that's happened to me. Eric, you sex pest. Stop, <laughs> stop caping for uh, Seth Simons. Yo, fuck him. I hope he falls in a hole, but like, <laughs> Like, yeah, there's no, and that, that's the thing, man. That's the difference in, uh, humanity that you'll find because there's people that will want to toss him into the abyss forever for his perceived wrongdoing. And then there's people, his enemies who will say, yeah, this guy didn't fucking do anything, but it's hilarious that this is happening to him. Yes. Yes. Which I think speaks very highly of his enemies that that's uniformly what they've said. You know what I mean? Which is just like, yeah, this dude is a bitch and uh, this accusation's weird. <laughs> Yo, and, and like, if, for, for, if I can go off real quick about Shane Gillis. Yo, you had a problem with what he said on the podcast. I don't even care. Like, that's not, that's besides the point to, to the point I'm about to make. If 
if some if, if you had an opportunity at becoming a household name on on a television show that is played across the that is watched across the country uh that will lead you that is that is the essentially the the pinnacle of your career that will lead you to down like through the pearly gates through through to opportunities not known by 99.99999% of humanity if you had that within your grasp and Seth Simons the fucking sex pest fucking the failed UCB hack fucking Birdman, fucking stupid bird jokes, ripped that from you, yo. I don't care. I'm not even talking about Shane Gillis. If it was anybody, I I, I would have waited for that motherfucker outside of his open mic. Yeah, and he'd be dead. So the fact that Shane Gillis didn't fucking kill you, yo, Seth. I don't know if you listen to the show. You are so lucky. You're so lucky because I'm going to bet Seth is about 26, 27. Yeah. You, you don't know, yo, the world, New York City, the world at large, despite all the fucking bullshit we've been going through in the last couple of years, has become a more compassionate and safe place. You tried this shit 10 years ago, you'd be dead. You'd for sure be dead, especially if you did it in New York City. You, you, uh, you know what? You I, to- don't- I totally agree with that. I think, but I think that that's really bad. I think that, like, like I don't want to be the guy that's like, people today are soft, but like, yo, know, they are because you're a lot. Like, if you've ever seen Shane Gillis talk about it, he is so fucking kind about this guy. He's like, yeah, I don't really think about him. He's like, what can I be said? He's a doofus, you know? And it's like, doofus. <laughs> he cost you. Like now, don't get me wrong. Shane's doing fine. He's going to have a fine career. He's a pretty funny guy, but you had at worst, you were going to be employed for the rest of your life. And that's not a thing that everybody can say. Yeah. It would have been such a major credit that you could just bounce from like one thing to another. And listen, I'm sure Shane has bigger ambitions than that. And that's great for him. But, but let's call it like it is. To in in a creative field, the idea that you will always be employed is virtually unheard of. Yep, and that is what that credit would have ensured. So you have taken more than you understand away from this man, and his response is, "Damn, what a loser!" Yo, <laughs> Eric and I might not have Shane's ambition because I'll tell you what, I would I would one hundred percent kill you. Like one hundred percent, I would kill you. So, so it is, and I'd sit in jail happy the entire time. I'd, I'd do 40 years <laughs> happy. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so it is, you're right. The Seth dude is allowed to run around in this. It's very odd, but, uh, in some ways he, he look, if I was, if, if I was Shane Gillis, I, I would mourn the loss of, of that opportunity. And then I'd be like, well, this fucking idiot created another one for me. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm in demand. My podcast is popping, uh, and I'm always going to do the thing that I actually like to do, which is uh, fill some rooms doing standups. So yeah, and with it. more freedom, honestly, with more. Yeah, so like he gets Shane gets to live on his own terms now, which is a great silver lining. And like you said, like the whole inc- the whole incident really, you know, big names were talking about the guy. So like he got a major bump no matter what. But like 
I still like even if even with that silver lining, even with the bright side of life, I still would have pounded this fucking dude's flesh. I still would have fucking beat his face in. For sure. And it's so weird that you and I are the goons. Yeah, it is. I'm the softest, most like sensitive, like, like, yo, (laughs) but I would have killed this fucker. The inner, the inner Queens hick in me would have put on my basketball shorts and got a fucking baseball bat. Oh, I would have been a crown of thorns would have been playing loud in my, (laughs) in my Raycon headphones. I would have hit up Isaac and always said, we're going, we're going hunting. Yeah. Let's roll. Yeah. So, uh, but that's that's the deal is that like when you do this you open up to this thing that is uh so ugly and you can't blame anybody but yourself it, it's 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 wild i mean like he's seth is really lucky because he'll be fine because honestly he doesn't i don't know what he does like i don't know if there's much to really take away from him and it's you know he you like he didn't lose a fucking opportunity in SNL. He I don't think he lost a single thing. Um I think anyone with a with a brain in their head saw that the quote unquote accusation was uh, amounted to essentially nothing other than being a, a, a creepy guy, I guess, but whatever. Um you know, like he he's really lucky cuz he's going to continue he's going to get to continue to be the bitter weasel that he is because no one even wants to take that away from you because it's nothing because it's right. he has nothing. So, so that's the asymmetry of, of the moment is these, is that like, if you're, if you're essentially shooting from cover because your life is so insignificant that you're, nobody can, there's not, there's nothing to shoot. Like nobody can shoot back. You know what I mean? So you can just fire on Shakira all day. Like, like, Oh, Shakira is, uh, appropriating the, uh, the indigenous population of the, of Chiapas. And you can just tweet that all <laughs> fucking day. And she's never going to fire back because you're beneath her notice. But even if you start to cost her money, what can she say? Hey, uh, this person that works, uh, 13 hours a month at GameStop and, and runs a blog that they, uh, contribute to, uh, three times a year. Uh, is attacking me and and I think that's wrong. Like people are like, yeah, I don't know what to do with that person. Like, yo, I I uh, was considering taking somebody to to court, and when I talked to the lawyer, they were like, okay, what does the person have? And I was like, uh, uh they're unemployed. He goes, <laughs> he goes, man. <laughs> Jesus. He's like, he's like, yo, he's like, he's like, you would have to come twenty grand out of your pocket to pay me. And you're never going to get a dollar because the unemployed are invincible. So, so yeah. that's just what it is. You know what I mean? Shakira can't attack fucking, you know, uh, uh, Nino Savari who's, who's, who's sitting in, in his, uh, his, my mother's garage and, and uh, as I am and just tweeting this shit out, you can't do anything. So it, it's uh, there's an asymmetry right there that people are taking advantage of. Yeah. I mean, it is, the thing is, is like in the moment, you know, it's sort of like a buff because like, you know what it is? It's like when you get a, when you get like a, a stim pack in a video game that like raises your health, like for the moment, like you get a berserk, right? You have 200 health for, for 30 seconds, but then like, you're going to have like two health because it's going to go away. That that's, that's kind of what it is to me because it's like, yo, know, you might be impenetrable. You can't be canceled because you have nothing, but 
your life is miserable and meaningless because you have nothing. Right. Right. But I can't, but I can't fight you. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't have much, but I might have something. So now I can't fight you. Cause like, it's, like, it's just, I, I really think Eric, that there is a, such a backlash to what people perceive as celebrity culture, but they can only hit the near enemy. They, like they can't bring down George Clooney, but they're bringing down the George Clooney of noise music. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's like, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. like it's like they're attacking like, it, it, like the the soft targets. Yeah, uh, and it's just so pathetic to watch, man. Like, yeah, they're going man. after no- noise project. Uh, shit, fuck Clooney. Yes, right, Zyklon Cl- uh, Clooney. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, so it it, it is. Uh, it's just like so like everybody worry about yourself. Don't worry about what some fuck said. It's getting weird out here where you care so much about what some fuck said. Yeah, I that's the thing, man. And we've we've talked about it on the show before, but like you know, I can't I don't think I've ever cared what anyone on this earth has said. <laughs> I don't think I've ever given a shit. You know what I mean? Like like I, I like I just see you when I see other people, I just see myself. I don't know. I see other humans who are I understand are flawed and 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 and, you know, great in their own way. And I love them. But like, yo, you're just another you're who are you? It's sort of like an emperor has no clothes thing. But for everybody, like nobody has clothes because like, oh, no, er- Eric, if you're suggesting that we all fall short of the glory of God and we're fallible and we all have foibles that that that, that uh, are almost endearing when taken in the larger context of a full life. Uh, yo, I'm going to cancel your ass. Oh, okay. Well, like because that's not right. You're an apologist for people who who used a, an Asian voice on a podcast 12 years ago. Right, right. Well, it's 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 interesting, right? Because yo, that that's what it is, man. It's it's, it's all about who is who you can get, who's gettable. Because there's plenty of fucking bad people in this world, done a lot of bad things. One of them is sitting in the Oval Office. You can't get his ass. So, yeah, you go for the guy who you can because he's also bad, I guess. Like, it's just we. It's just it's just so weird. It's a weird way to spend your time on Earth. Like, go to the lake. Like, go take a woman out, you know, like buy her a bagel. Like, go ride a bike. What are you doing? Yeah, get some real friends and talk to them. Yeah, talk to another human being. Give them a hug. Like, go. Like, I, I feel like these people are hurting, man. Like, I feel oh, like I agree with that. You're I lonely. Agree. You're lonely and unloved, or you feel that way, and you're in pain, and you, you, I don't know. You're lashing out like a we, like a like a beaten dog, and it's like, yo, come to the fucking light. Delete Twitter from your phone and make real friends. Join a fucking D&D group. Do anything. Yeah, please. It's, it's embarrassing. Eric, can I take the conversation in a different direction? Please. Uh, do you know Mark Romanek? He was in the uh, Star Wars sequels. Yes, he is the furry thing that rolls around. Right. Uh, <laughs> so Mark Romanek... Uh, started his career in the late eighties, mid eighties, uh, doing videos for like the, the, you know, and, uh, and Vogue, uh, and, uh, Katie Lang actually. Mm. And, uh, so he did, um, 
He did the closer video from Nine Inch Nails. Uh, he, he, the more you ignore me, the closer I get. Ooh. Uh, 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 he, he, the video. Um, he did a ton of pretty iconic music videos. Uh, the Eels song, Novocaine for the Soul. You probably remember that one. A classic. Uh, Beck Devil's Haircut. A classic. Uh, Oh, Fiona criminal, Fiona Apple criminal, a classic. Oh, I mean, that's, his career is made right there. So, anyway, this dude, he finally, after twenty years in the business, gets the uh, feature film uh, one hour photo. Have you seen it? Oh, with uh, Robin Williams. You got it. Um, and then he goes back mostly for years to uh, music video, which is weird weird because uh people liked one hour photo it wasn't a huge financial success but people liked it i remember that one being pretty uh i remember everyone being like whoa robin williams can be scary right now uh so it's a weird thing but he but he's a highly visual dude okay so the reason i bring his name up is because he directed the can't stop music video from red hot chili peppers now anybody in our listenership who is on a computer and can listen to us while looking at a thing i'd urge you to bring up the can't stop music video so today eric i wrote my first music video treatment oh cool yeah so a friend can i be in it uh it's filming in la so i won't be in it oh okay um but a friend's uh a, fr- a friend's band uh, wasn't in love with the material that they were getting. Uh, they, the director is somebody they trust, but they didn't necessarily trust his treatment. So they didn't necessarily love it. So uh, they asked me to uh, punch something up for them. I did so, and they liked it. It was a fulfilling couple hours. Um, now I didn't know what a music video treatment looked like. So I ask a friend who directs them, Hey, could you tell me what they look like? He goes, they don't really have scripts. They just have treatments. So I go to, we direct music videos.com on his recommendation. And it has a bunch of uh, treatments for music videos. One of them is from Mark Romanek from can't stop the red hot chili pepper song, which some of you will remember. And I don't know if you remember the video, but I kind uh, of remember it. Okay. So first, um, Mark doesn't capitalize anything. I should really point that out, but, here, I'm going to read parts of this. Okay. Yeah. The video will consist of a simply filmed performance piece intercut with concept footage based on the one minute scriptures of photographer and conceptual art artist Erwin Worm. Red Hot Chili Peppers will perform in a clean, brand new, raw interior space, concrete floors, spackled drywall, aluminum air ducts. Uh, unpainted gray doors, insulated heating pipes, utilitarian hanging fluorescent ceiling fixtures, etc. This refreshingly non-visual visual setting is intended as a stylish counterpoint. The images will be dry yet oddly strikingly composed, but within this format, the band's natural energy, camaraderie, and spirituality will shine. Mm. The band's performance will intercut with an this is my favorite part with an array of odd naive funny deeply human living sculptures that the band make of themselves oh using yeah the, using the simplest everyday objects uh plastic buckets pieces of fruit children's toys a folding chair a cardboard box water bottles coffee cups an aluminum stepladder etc the only think about what he just said an array of odd naive funny deeply human <laughs> so okay hold on the only color in this monochrome world will be the band's 
band's own street clothes and the objects used in making the human sculptures. The whole thing will have a beetle beetle esque help era sort of fun energy cross with the 21st century art world sensibility. Please everybody go watch this video while I, I say it. I, re- I remember this video. I remember it now that you're describing it. It's it- so, so really it was a f- effective. He, he did his job. So, uh, Certain of the concept shots might have an innocent, blasé, magical realist quality, a series of little impossibilities. The minimalist setting will be unpretentious, deliberately banal, yet visually really cool for this reason. This is when this is a this, by the way, everybody, this is a report that a this guy was already 15 years into his career, maybe more at this time. And this was just a total fucking formality. This is a, a, a book report at the end of the school year. Yeah. Uh, the lighting will be pleasing, flattering, but notably unflashy. The performance will be, this, uh, this is good too. The performance will be cleverly filmed. What does that mean? Yeah. I mean, all I'm getting from this is he's saying a lot of nothing. The only, the only visuals I've gotten is that you're going to film this place. You're going to film this video in a weird, like fucking like, a weird slot basement with people dressed as sculptures. Eric, here's all I got for it. Uh, from it, this will be a hundred and thirty thousand dollar music video. Uh, done in a space that costs fifteen, uh, <laughs> yeah. fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is like they could use the uh, the 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 service hallways of a mall. To yeah, film it. They could <laughs> they could use the 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 basement of a of a bar. Yes. So, yes. So the performance will be cleverly filmed with special setups for the song's distinct parts, the guitar solo, the lovely big, big vocals, uh, Anthony's uh, acapella ending, which, by the way, is not a lovely part. of. The no. Yeah. Song. He's kissing ass now. But we will definitely include the mistakes and or outtakes, the band laughing at their flubs, etc. The final Ugh. effect. This is a good part. Will be charming, sexy, magical and refreshing. Ugh. Everybody, please go watch that video. I can't get enough of that guy lying outright. <laughs> I can't get enough. Dude, as someone who works with creative producers a lot, it's like reading like treatments about the, you know, sometimes I won't get into a project until it's like kind of, you know, already in like edit and I'll be like, oh, this is great. But then like going through like pre-production like files and stuff and reading the treatments, I'm like, oh, this is embarrassing. Can I read more gibberish to you of a different? Yeah, sure. So, okay. So I ran this by my girl, my girl, uh, dropped out of, uh, law school because she got pregnant, but she was set to be a lawyer and she's not an idiot. And I said, Hey, can I read something to you that I saw online today? And you can just tell me your, what you take from it. I'm going to do the same for you, Eric. Tell Are me. Are you ready? Yes. There's something to be said for the vulnerability of abolitionist organizations to in, to infiltration because of their usually decentralized nature. Oh, no. But but I think this reflects more on Marxists not involving themselves in this <sighs> fight to promote dem centrism centralism rather than on abolitionism. I think as a Marxist Leninist, a lack of democratic centralism and discipline means the community accountability and revolutionary justice processes are so, so many abolitionists crave are much more difficult to attain. No offense to anarchist comrades. 
all the love, but abolitionism doesn't belong to the anarchists. It's a, it's a fight communists can and must take up. And there's an extremely visible lack of communist slash Marxist presence in abolitionist circles that reflects more negatively on us. In my opinion, I said, I said to my girl Fiona, I said, what did, what did that say? And she said, uh, that's words. And, and Eric, do you disagree? Was that ju- is that person spitting word salad? I want to I want to commend uh, Agent Dunbar of the CIA for for writing something so fucking vapid and nothing <laughs> that only appeals to the people he's trying to reach. Uh, you know, my mother has two advanced degrees. She kept going to school, and today or the other day she asked me what some bullshit ass fucking word of the moment meant and i explained it to her and it was just like you know it was like uh like pro forma you know what i mean and and I, she's like what does that mean it, like the context is so clear but like why use that word and i said i said uh, I, I gave her the definition and she goes yeah why not just use the word and i was like well it's like praxis and she goes what the fuck is praxis and i said <laughs> i said it just means practical application uh, and she and she's like why not say the thing that everybody understands? And I said, Oh mom, 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 you don't understand right now. There's an academic elitism fueled by Twitter where the point is to distance yourself from the working class as strongly as possible while you don't work at all. And (laughs) that's, that's why you use words that nobody on earth needs to use. Like, and and listen, I'm not saying you got to talk like a fucking dummy. But like when you're trying to reach people and you're speaking literal word salad, like as though you were fucking speaking tongues, like you were hit with the Holy Spirit, that you are not helping anyone. I assure you. No, obviously not. But that's not. That's that's not. It's not about helping people. It's about the. It's it's about thinking you're helping people. I don't. It's it's clout, Eric. These are clout demons. Yeah, but it's it's clout through like a perceived like more morality. Oh, we've talked we've talked in circles about it. It's 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 clout through you know these people think that they're fucking that they're saving the world. They think they're fucking you know the the uh, the submariner. Like they 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 don't understand that like they're they're just talking bull academic bullshit that no one cares about jibber jabber like true jibber jabber like it's it's beyond like yo we 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 fucking castigate politicians for saying shit like empty meaningless like like nonsense like structural reform like that shit that just sounds good that ultimately is it has no meaning because it's not defined yo that's it's the same thing with these twitter pundits the twitter communists it's like you're just saying things. You're just saying things that no one understands. And like, if I were to tweet at that person, be like, I don't know what this means. Be like, Google is your friend. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. It's not my job to educate. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it's not. Yeah. My, it's not my job to 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 educate you. It's just my job to alienate you. Can can I can I be a white guy for a second? Yeah, I'd love it if you were. I. So I've never seen anyone say this, but I, I have no doubt that someone would say this. But I, so I'm working on a project, and it involved a man named Daryl Davis. Do you know who Daryl Davis is? Sounds really familiar. Daryl Davis is a, a, a blues musician, a black man who uh, has, uh, through his friendship and through his, uh, sure, sure. 
he's he he's de-radicalized de- sure. a shit ton of KKK and neo-Nazi members through his his words and actions. Um, it oh, it, whenever I I I I interact with this dude, whenever I uh, come across, whenever this dude crosses my path, it's really incredibly intriguing to me, and it just brings me back to what do people want? Because and I, I went on this. I went on this whole tirade a few episodes ago, but just for for the sake of the conversation, what do you want? Do you want to chop off people's heads, or do you wanna do you wanna maybe bring them into your fold? How do you do that? Daryl Davis did it for over two hundred people. Uh, he de-radicalized ardent, violent, just incredibly passionate white supremacists. That that now work in for like anti racism nonprofits. He he brought those people out of that world. Uh, I think that's I I think that I mean that's what I want. I have a real deep admiration for this man for putting himself on the line like that and doing something that, by the way, no one should expect of anybody. Like like, but he did it nonetheless. And I think it's incredible. I think there, there should be statues to this guy because I think that's like really that's like positive virtue, morality, whatever. That's like that to me. That's like really fucking commendable what he did. And it it works clearly. It's worked. And and you know what? Maybe this dude has come across people that told him to fuck off and called him horrible names and will never come from their side. I'm sure he has plenty. But yo. He's he's gotten more people to come out of it than I ever thought was conceivably possible. So what do you want? Do you want a war? Do you want a war and chop the heads off? Or do you want do you want like actual change? Do you want to be friends with people? Do we want to like come together as a functioning society of like countrymen that like treat each other like neighbors? Like like which is it? Because if you want to just shoot at other people, get a gun and go shooting. Like, be about it. Don't yell on Twitter. But if you want to, like, actually, I'm not saying you got to be Daryl Davis, but, like, if you want to, like, bring people, if you want to, if you want your message to go out into the world and be positively received, you got to stop yelling. You got to stop yelling. You got to, you got to start putting bees, you got to, you get more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. And I think it's just apparent. Eric? You fucking disgusting, <laughs> disgusting centrist liberal. Yo. Hey, what's your favorite movie? The Blind Side? The Help? <laughs> yeah, what, 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 what's your favorite Green movie? Green Book. Driving Miss Daisy? Yeah. Uh, you, Eric, you are so, so misguided. The uh, Here's the deal. Words are violence. Oh. And if I'm violent enough on Twitter, I can defeat my enemy. Yeah, I I think that's I yo I I I mean that's what it goes back to, right? We talked about uh, like people don't actually want anything to change, and I and I think no, that's that I think that's what it is. I think they'd rather just yell into the void of Twitter than actual actually like work to help anything. I'm not saying everybody. There are a lot of people that do on the ground real work, but I think the majority of people that scream and and cry all day on Twitter, they don't want to do anything. And yo. Hold on, Eric. Go. Let me say something. Nothing irritates me more than when people hear us and they go, they, they go, guys, there's plenty of people doing the work out there. Listen, 
Firstly, we're not taking anything away from those people. Secondly, it's a fucking show where we talk about the internet. And thirdly, yo, you don't think there's enough. So don't cop that. Like nobody that ever hits us with that. If I said, oh, really? Are there enough? Do you, you don't need volunteers then? Nobody, you're good. You know what I mean? They'd be like, oh, no, uh, we need all the help we can get. Yeah. Like, yo, you know that there's more people complaining than doing. That's the nature of a thing. I mean, that's the nature of people. No one wants to do anything. We're lazy. Like, I get it. Like, yo, like it, it, it takes it, it, it. Yo, no one wants to fucking do anything. Like, obviously, there's more people that would rather complain than actually do anything. And and we're the two of us are, are we would much rather fucking talk bullshit on this podcast for two hours than ever leave our homes. So, you know, we're not we're not fucking free from that either. But like, yeah, what dude, whatever. It's just I, I just. I don't think enough people ask what their intentions are or, and, and maybe they don't know them. Maybe they, they don't, maybe they just, maybe their intentions are, I want people to finally understand why I'm right and to come to my side. And if I yell and talk enough or if I post enough academic shit or like, if, if I'm alienated enough, if, if I'm unlikable yeah. enough. Yeah. If, if I'm condescending enough, if I tell you to anytime you have a legitimate question or you're unknowing about a thing, I'm really mean to you and tell you to go use Google. Maybe then you'll like me. Yeah. May, maybe if I'm unfuckable, uh, <laughs> I'll defeat racism. Yeah. Like it, it's just, it's, it's, it's <sighs> again, people gotta, people gotta ask what their intentions are and then they got to analyze if what they're doing is, is, practically reasonably working towards their goals because maybe a lot of you just want to shoot people and in which case stop being a pussy get off twitter and go buy a gun and go shoot at white supremacists or shoot your dad like i don't, I don't know go go show up to thanksgiving with a gun like shoot your dad. yeah shoot your dad in the face over the turkey uh you know go be about it stop half-stepping like be about what you want like either figure out how to get what you want or just just i don't know fucking die in misery direct action write death to pigs in your father's blood at the thanksgiving dinner table it's the only way it's it's the only like i just i'm sick of seeing people i'm sick of people that don't that aren't about what they're about like you have to if you want something I want to see you putting in the work. I want you going out there to get it because I'm just, I'm tired, man. I'm tired of people just like wanting all the time and laying in bed. Go, go like, yo, life is fucking short, man. Go to work. Yeah. I got six, I got six jobs currently and wrote a music video. What's your excuse today? Yeah. Now it, here's the deal, Eric. If somebody, if anybody listening to us has been on Twitter talking that bullshit and doesn't, make their holiday this year a total hostage situation turned bloodbath we know they're full of shit <laughs> no no you got to yell at uncle frank until he until he decides not to vote for trump no no no, no. what you got to do is you got to subtweet uncle frank who's not on <laughs> twitter you got to subtweet him until uh he sees the error of his ways yes yes that that and only then will we know a true uh bourgeoisie uh overthrow yeah well the thing is we don't want him to, to learn the error of his ways w what we mean by that is just to be shamed into suicide <laughs> <laughs> 
we just we, maybe if you subtweet your relatives into suicide, uh, the revolution will uh, really gain some momentum. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, man. It, it's it's. I, I look. You're going to get canceled because you just suggested that uh, your productivity determines your worth, and that's not fair. That's capitalism that tricked you into believing that. Oh yeah. Yo, don't you fucking feel better when you accomplish something? Like, is that really is that really a, a, a capitalism psyop, or like, do you truly feel content to like be a lazy piece of shit all day? Because like, it would drive me fucking crazy. I told you I was UBI guy until this lockdown. And now I think everybody needs to be in a mine. <laughs> I, yeah. Up, I think like I hate the armed service. And, and I think that I like, I'm telling people to join the army because whatever the fuck gets you out of your house, your brain engaged enough that you are not tweeting and you come home tired at the end of the day, do that. Do I don't care if it is. Have you ever seen the movie Mr. Majestic? No, that's one of the uh, Lord of the Rings prequels. <laughs> yes, it's with Charles Bronson and he's defending migrant uh, farmers. And uh, and there's a scene where they shoot all the watermelons uh, to like destroy the crop uh, like the bad guys. Anyway, the point is. Uh, it, it, Eric, we need a practical on the ground solution to our national misery. And I think, I think that labor camps will probably, <laughs> yes, probably be a step in the right direction because at least that way, everybody's doing something. This is where our Marxism comes out. Yeah. 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 We're bringing labor. Uh, we're bringing forced labor back into the conversation. Yeah. Nationalize uh, prison labor. <laughs> yeah. Get in the mind pig. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Get, uh, yeah, I, uh, Eric. Do we have it? What else we got to talk about today? Well, I just, I just like, I, I just want to, I just want to let you know that you know it's over for you because it's you're gonna you're gonna get killed now. You're not gonna be able to work your six jobs because everyone's gonna come and take them from you. It's it's you are a piece of shit for suggesting that someone who does nothing all day is valuable. Uh, oh, do, oh, doesn't have enough value. You or, you're, you're so, a piece. Well, uh, did I get mixed up? You're a piece of shit for suggesting that someone that lays in their that that just fucking wallows in their pig shit all day isn't inherently valuable. Oh yeah, I mean, I I, I own it that I uh, I have sinned against the proletariat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, Yes. Because can we talk about it for a second? Like, yo, maybe I'm going like full, maybe I'm going like full, like weirdo conservative. Like what, what, what worth do you, what, what is your worth? Like other than that, like you, you, you exist. Like what, what do you offer to anybody? Um, are you asking me personally or, 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 it's a broader question. Um, yeah, Eric, this is in general, you know, if you want to say, well, you don't have to offer it, whatever. What do you offer to yourself? What do you what are you doing for yourself to give yourself a nice life? Nothing? Eric. Eric. There's listeners of ours who are state workers or office workers who are totally happy with their lives because they have enough hobbies, they have enough passions, they have enough uh family that they're that what they do is not germane to who they are and and how they see themselves. But I would be willing to imagine that 
the majority of our listeners and the majority of Americans now, or at least the majority of Americans that occupy spaces like Twitter, uh, are so preoccupied with their low status and, and the miserable sort of, uh, they allow, they allow their job to define their self-worth and they deny that. And if you embraced it, then perhaps you could crawl up that ladder and feel better. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like that corporate ladder is for fucking suckers, but at least you could climb up it. But by denying that it matters to you, but still, but still allowing it to crush you spiritually. Holy shit. Yeah. It's, I, I really, it's not like, I wish that my theories, I wish I had any credibility. I wish that I was like a social scientist of some type that people valued because I really feel strongly that this is like the, the social contagion of the moment is this sort of general, uh, I, uh, uh, unproductivity malaise, you know, like I don't make anything. I'm part of America's technology service economy. I, I couldn't tell you what I am or what I'm worth or who I service in any real way. I'm of real service to no one. Like that sort of like nobody can confront that. So all it is, is this misdirected anger at, uh, Zyklon Clooney. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I really think that there is like a dangerous thing happening when people said, Oh, the great thing about this lockdown is that it killed uh, celebrity culture. No, no, no. Bring it back. I'll take lady Gaga over like the, the democratization of uh, of entertainment where nobody enjoys anything and, and everybody has to tear down the nearest person to them in a really transparent crabs in a bucket, uh, s- s- sort of, uh, culture. But I'm not, I'm see like, yo, if you have a job in enterprise or working for the state or whatever, it is now 2024. And the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? (laughs) So do we. Why don't you come over and check it out. And stop listening to other podcasts. Thank you. Yo, I'm proud of you for for making a living for yourself. I'm proud of you for, like, filling your days with shit to do. Like... There's nothing inherently wrong with any of that. And like, those are probably fine jobs, but like, don't be bitter and weird about it. Like that, that's don't, and like, don't like, you know, if you have higher aspirations, I want to see you chase them. Or, and if you don't, that's totally fucking fine. But like, own it. Man, I've told you when I worked, I I remember the most, this stuck out in my mind. I've told you about this guy. He was washing dishes at a fucking uh, uh, cafe that I worked at. And somehow I had gone to SVA and somehow SVA came up 
I didn't tell him that I went to SVA. He had graduated and he was like, whole lot of good. A film degree from there will get you. Look at me. I'm washing dishes. It was like something out of a poorly scripted. Like It's like he wrote a bad script himself and then acted it out. Yeah. And it, it was so like, it sticks out in my mind so much because listen, an SVA degree for film will get you fucking nothing. If that's who you are. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, like, listen, higher education is a scam, but if you're going to do it, then you fucking like, you can't like, I blame I blame the, 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 uh, the higher education fraud system, like the, 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 the bilking of, of, uh, the, the American middle class. I can do that because I'm not bitter, but if you are fucking one of these bitter losers, don't blame anybody but yourself. Jump on it. You know what I mean? Like fucking do anything. I don't you know. know. It's, you know, just help podcast now. Go, go, yeah, do anything. Start a podcast. Do like if you, if you have those higher ambitions, if you're chill with working in a bar for the rest of your life, then just be chill about it. There's nothing fucking wrong with that. But like, if, yeah, if you have like, if you have a degree, a high end degree, you know, from a university or whatever, work that bar and work that job in the bar. And also in your free time, try and do something with that fucking degree. You kind of, you a little bit owe it to yourself or you don't but be content with the person that you are and don't take it out on other people. Yo, I, I've told you how I'm into like the Mel Gibson stand slash Nazi yoga Twitter. Yeah. It's a really weird corner of Twitter that you've, that you've crawled into. Yeah. That's my people. Um, <laughs> th- there's a couple of them that do straight up the funniest thing. Like I, I spend my day giggling now that I follow these people because they'll post ironically, but unironically, it's this weird type of, I don't, I, I don't know, but it's, they'll post Steve jobs, Jeff Bezos, uh, 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 Bill Gates and like uh, another figure. And they'll be like, they'll be like, uh, conceive hustle, uh, stay driven, uh, <laughs> change the course when necessary. And it all falls into place. <laughs> Yo, that is so crazy, but I love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I would much rather at, at, think about how fucked up things are that I would much rather deal with the deluded hustle and grind guy. Like the totally insane thinks he's going to be like the first Puerto Rican billionaire. Like I would much rather deal with that guy. Oh yeah. Than, I love that guy. Of, I love that guy because at least he's fucking being positive. Agreed. It's so much better, better to be deluded and ambitious than fucking miserable and just a fucking like, oh, like, listen, I'm in my mother's garage and I'm not as negative as some of you people. I'm in my, I'm in my mother's fucking, I'm in my childhood bedroom looking at, you know, posters on the wall that have been here since fucking 1993. Like, and I, I, yeah, my life it did not go the way that I planned it and is still not going the way that I planned it. And I'm, I'm fucking, I'm feeling fine about it. Uh, you got to give me the address cause I'm sending you a rope. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I could probably use that. What, uh, it's, uh, I just, I just want people to own their shit, man. And I get that it's hard if your life's not in the right place. And yo, you could try your whole fucking life and never amount to anything. Like you could try as hard as you can. Like sometimes you need a little bit of luck. Sometimes you need savviness, which is not like, yo, some of your motherfuckers ain't savvy. And like, that's like a key component. Like 
I'm not trying to make people fucking feel bad because like sometimes you try and shit just don't work out. Like I get it. But like, yo, you got to feel good about yourself that you like you did. You used all the resources in your arsenal to like try and make what you want happen happen. Like and and there's you can go to sleep at night knowing that like you at least fucking you gave it your fucking shot. And then you 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 die as a corporate slave working at Enterprise. Like that's that's just what it is. All right. Thanks so much for that uh, inspirational uh, green book fucking moment. <laughs> you miserable centrist. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Do we have Do we have anything else? Do we have anything? I, else I don't know, Mr. man. I'm uh, the one who's I've I've been well, off Twitter for fucking seven days. You haven't been on Twitter in seven days. I haven't been. No, I haven't been on Twitter in. Five days. I have no way. I don't know what the discourse is. I, I glance. I've glanced at it and I went, ugh, and I and I put it away. I mean, it's it's pretty. Ugh. I, I um, dude, President Kanye. I can't do it. It's too hack. It's hack reality. So you missed. You saw everybody get canceled, uh, but then did you see when they started canceling the nobodies? Who are? Tell me who the nobodies are. I can't because they're nobodies. Like it got so weird. Like I had to screen cap a bunch of people getting canceled because I, I had to like pass it around to be like, am I supposed to know this guy? Was it from the letter? Was it people? Could I have, could I have signed that letter? I would have signed the letter. Oh, if I listen, I wish that I, I wish that I was a notable enough person to put my name there. Well, so like, who are the, who are the no, where are the nobodies coming from? Oh no, I'm talking about the nobodies that got canceled on like local hardcore Twitter. Oh, you know what I mean? Like it got so weird after the feeding frenzy for like semi notable band people left. Then it was like, it, it was like, you know, uh, Johnny box fan from, from, uh, from the Provo, U- Provo, Utah scene. And I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> Somebody go beat that man up and just be done with this. You know what I mean? Like you're not, protecting anybody it's not like johnny box fan is a fucking traveling <laughs> concern you know what i mean like you know just have your older brother beat him up he, what he, are we even talking about he, here's the thing man this is i need to let the the cancelers the people that 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 cancel i need to let them know that this is your full-time job now because these people don't go anywhere johnny box fan continues to exist and he doesn't go to prison because he didn't really do anything um and or, or if he did or if he did then doing this online doesn't convict him no it doesn't but so he continues to exist and you may have ruined his reputation now but in a year he'll come back with a new ep and this is your full-time job you have to constantly remind the world what a piece of shit johnny box fan is uh with yeah, 700 yeah. followers from the 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 boise idaho uh uh ska scene because yeah, it, it's whack a mole with men I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's uh, it's yeah. This is this is now your your place in life until you eventually get whacked. Right. Everybody. Uh, yes. Eventually, you will get whacked. Because oh God, Eric, I wish I could use. I wish I could use names. I, I don't want to bring anybody's fucking annoying ass down on us. I I watched somebody get canceled. Like I watched a woman get canceled. Okay. And then she broke out the receipts, which were so 
fucking incriminating of the other party Ugh. that that then there had to be this wild pivot uh, and I'll send it to you off air Eric I wish that I could I, you know what I might honestly frame this shit or ha- like I might go to Kinko's print it out have it framed and then and or have somebody do a uh, needlepoint version of it because it was art <laughs> watching three people cancel each other it was art. <laughs> like it was so crazy watching like like they were playing hot potato with canceling. Yeah, that's well that's that's no surprise to me. I mean, it's do okay. Do we want to do you want to do you have anything to say about Galane? Um she's a queen, she's going to live forever. <laughs> um I, I uh I, I think that uh, all the charges are false. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, I, I think that she was, uh, you know, because she's a woman, I think that she was probably had no sort of uh, control over the situation. I think she was completely manipulated uh, by uh, Epstein. I don't think she has any agency of her own. Um, and I think she should probably walk right out of that courtroom. Wow. Interesting. Do we, How long do you give her? Yeah, there's like a death pool running on Ghislaine, but I think it depends on what kind of deal she cuts. You know, I, I you know what it is. Uh, I, you want to know? You want to know my theory? I think she'll be fine because I think enough time has passed that everything has been scrubbed clean, and anything she says will always have like enough of an air of of uh, reasonable deniability that it'll never ever be proven in a court of law, and uh, other than her own words, so. I think what they've done is they're able they they've been able to clean everything enough to the point where even if she names names which she won't uh they, it it's not going to have any real world effect. I mean, she could be like one of those fraudy serial killers that when they're brought in they start saying like I killed 300 people and there's like no evidence to it whatsoever. So it would be funny if she went that direction and she started bl- she started like she's like Michael Stipe. You know, I mean she she just starts <laughs> She starts naming names. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> she's like, uh, you know, uh, the, the guy who played Urkel, the uh, yeah. like lead singer of Wham. Remember Wham? <laughs> yeah. Well, the lead singer of Wham was uh, George Michael. Oh, was uh, it? Yeah, it was. I guess. Yeah, you, All right. Other, um, so, uh, yeah, it would be funny if she started naming just incredibly, you know, because who can, like, the creator yeah, of your, Pokemon. Right, right. Uh, who's the who's the Hideki uh, <laughs> Hideki Matsui? Yeah, 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 it'd be great if she started naming athletes that couldn't have possibly been there. Uh, <laughs> really random shit. Um, yeah, uh, I I don't know. I don't I don't think I don't think she's gonna die, and I doubt she talks. Yo, you know, it's a conspiracy that I've never seen anyone really mention, but I think is just as plausible. Yo, what if Jeffrey just fucking was slipped out the back door? Oh, people have, people have suggested that. So what, people they'll just do that. the same to Galen. Like, it's like, uh, yeah, it's possible, but uh, why would they risk that? It's, it, it makes more sense to kill them. I guess. Well, well, no, because if you kill Galen now, it's too, it's too fucking obvious. Come on. You can't, you can't kill two Eric, people. You know what I mean? Eric, Eric, the Epstein thing was so blatant that I think they now know that they can do literally anything in full view. 
and you can't get anybody to cape up for child predators. So you could basically, Ghislaine could commit suicide in a jail cell with a assault rifle, firing it several times into her head. And people would be like, oh, they got her. And then <laughs> do nothing. You know what I mean? Like do nothing. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. It would be, it's it's mildly interesting to follow. I don't even really fucking care anymore. Like if, if, if the lesson you hadn't learned is that the bad guys always win, like you're new. So like, there's no, what are people, are people hoping that Ghislaine is going to name the Clintons or name Trump or something like, yo, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not going to happen. The most you're going to get is Prince Andrew and no one fucking cares about He's fucking, he's the low rung Royal family. No one gives a shit about that old fucking pudgy fuck. No one gives a shit. And Yo, he I, could uh, fucking get AIDS tomorrow and then everyone would be like, word. Yeah, it's, it's not. But I mean, what everybody's hoping for, this is the new Russiagate because everybody's like, it's like, I mean, most people are spent, but there's enough people that are like, oh, what if she names Trump? And it's like, what do you mean if she names Trump? We know that they were associates. You know what I mean? Like, what's she going to do? Be like, uh, the photo wasn't Photoshopped. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, thanks. Yeah, you know, so like people want it to affect the election. Like, have you seen that uh, uh, Trump's uh, uh, financial records are are now going to uh, New York prosecutors? Oh, yeah. Let's do that thing where the embarrassing thing where we think anything mildly scandalous about Trump is going to cost him anything in his life. Yeah, there's so there's the John Bolton book and then there's his the book that his niece wrote. No one cares. No one cares, everybody. No one. Cares. <laughs> it's astounding. No one, no one cares. Trump will have you beat as long as you are on Twitter all day. That's just what it is. Like, you, <laughs> you don't even bother. Uh, so I'm not going to use any names today. I had a conversation with a uh, a musician. He's more. He's certainly more notable than I am. Uh, his publicist said, "Hey, we got you some opportunities for press." You, uh, but they want to talk politics. Uh, are you game? And he says, no. You know why? Because he's like, yeah, I'm voting Biden. And unfortunately, saying that just makes people mad. You can't say, like, the only thing politically you can say is Trump is terrible. Also, black lives do matter. Right. But like, if you say like like if you take the very Eric fucking uh, liberal worm fucking <laughs> perspective, moderate ass fucking perspective, and say, oh right. hey, there's political realities that necessitate that uh, as long as the system is standing, that we have to work within it. Otherwise, we're going to end up uh, with Supreme Court justices that uh, make decisions that the majority of Americans are uncomfortable with. Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you could say that and then lose all your fans because you're not extreme enough for them. Yep. So like. Uh, how fucking pathetic is this world that like it by saying, listen, I am a loon. I'm going to vote for Kanye West. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a unmitigated loon that doesn't care about the future. You're, but, you're, you're deviating. You're, you're deviating from Mothman. Uh, yeah. Well, I might do a Mothman ballot with Kanye as the vice president. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. I know what I am. I accept it. If you pretend that you care about the future and and you don't think that there's going to be a political reality for the next four years, you are lying, A, and 
you are wasting everybody's time. But unfortunately, you can't say that publicly. It's so weird. Imagine like, and the publicist knew what he was talking about. They're like, oh, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Because like, what are you going to say? Vote, vote for the lesser of two evils. Like people jump out the woodwork and go, that's not punk. And, and it's like, yo, maybe it's not. I mean, certainly I'm too punk to vote. You know what I mean? Like I get it. Sure. But, but like, you know, the majority of you are not. I I mean, I, I walk through the day as a, as a deeply regretful Hillary voter. And I, you know what? I'll probably be a deeply regretful Biden voter. <sighs> Fuck it, dude. Yo, Biden's not going to say, yo, if you have any fucking illusions that the president's going to fucking make your life better, jump off a bridge. Well, uh, hold on. What, what was the lady that everybody blamed? Hillary. No, no, no. Jill Andrews. What was her name? Jill Stein. Jill Stein. <laughs> I'm going to write in Kanye Jill Stein. <laughs> Yo, that's what was trending when I saw that. It was, it was, it was what's trending Kanye West with Jill Stein. Oh, really? Yeah. Somebody beat me to it. Well, so, I, I, someone, I, I, they, they were, they, people were ready to jump out and call, call Kanye West the Jill Stein of 2020. God, it's unfortunate that I'm a hack Twitter comedian now. He's the, he's, <laughs> and look, I'm going to, Kanye West is the Harambe of 2020, and that's not racial. Uh, see, I knew, I, like, everybody wants to make that comparison, but we can't. I know, because <laughs> it's it's just such poor form. Baggage there, man. I know. Uh, but yes, that's Conceptually, correct. conceptually. Yes, he's a meme. He's yes. A me- he, we're voting for a meme. Yes, precisely. That's- Yo, Kanye West, let's talk, let's just, let's just, we've probably talked about it before, but let's just reiterate real quick. If you think the man has any deep convictions about anything, you don't understand the man. He is a brand, he is Pepsi, he's inserting himself in the conversation so he stays relevant. That's it. Fact. That's it. Remember when Pepsi made the fucking protest commercial and everyone got mad? Yo, all that was designed to do was make you talk about Pepsi, and you did it. All this is is designed to make you talk about Kanye, and you're doing it. Congrats. His music sucks. His Well, his newer music sucks. And you're still, you are still, you're inserting him into the conversation but just because you're pathetic. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you're going to vote for him. Of course. <laughs> If Trump, uh, if Trump was the president for this moment, it may be Kanye West is the next one. Yeah, like, why not? Seriously, why not? Could he do a workshop? Who cares? I, I don't know. I, I look. I, it changed my mind. I, I change my mind every day. I don't know who the fuck's going to win. It's still too early to tell. I, I think Biden, but like, if it really would not surprise me if Trump pulls it off. Uh, no, wouldn't surprise me at all. I'm actually still counting on it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, there's a there's a good part of me that's that there's a, there's a large part of me that's kind of counting on it because I and and that will truly be a remarkable moment because like where do you even go from there? If a man who was impeached in his first term is reelected, either something's deeply broken. It's either the system or it's the fucking mind of America. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can, I have my guesses. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's both, really. What do you think? There's no way to win on gun stocks, right? Or no way to lose on gun stocks going into the election. 
Like, yeah, actually, probably not. Yeah. Because if Biden, if Biden wins, he's made it clear that he wants a buyback program. So people are going to be insane buying guns to stockpile them. You know what I mean? Like it's just going to be crazy. But then if Trump wins, there's going to be so much sort of, uh, 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 chaos that people are going to feel like, yo, you know, I told you, Andrew got hella texts saying, Hey, could you help me buy my first gun? Uh, people are coming over to a, yo, how crazy is it by the way, Eric, that all these people that had anti-gun convictions, as soon as push comes to shove, they would like to defend themselves. How fucking crazy is that? that oh, you can get people- I mean, I was among them. I mean, I've, I've never felt the need for a gun until, until this year. God, centrist ass. <laughs> I um, mean, I've, I've lived in a world that I felt pretty secure in that like, I didn't, but like, yo, watching the everything go down the tubes has made me think, yeah, and yeah, it's better to have than than uh, to not have and need. Yes, that whole uh, adage. Everybody, uh, if if you're in the sound of our voice, you know what to do. This is not a call to arms; it's simply merely a hypothetical, humorous suggestion. But it's important that you take your family hostage this uh, holiday season. Uh, it's important important that uh you do it in a place that has defunded the police so we can see that play out uh it it, let's just have fun with this this year yeah i mean uh, like we like like we said earlier you know we don't know how much time left a stable society really has so you might as well just be having fun you might as well just be shooting your family members and you gotta look start shooting start shooting because i know that's what you really want i know you're too lazy to do the work go buy the gun and start shooting because everybody it's just that's our advice to you (laughs) no i can't no because you know what people will take this podcast now and 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 make us look like pewdiepie so eric that's the crazy thing is that it used to be like you and i could say and i still say hey Anybody that attempts to cancel me, I've given you hundreds of hours of my life as context. So it is deeply dishonest for you to take like a two second thing and hold it as the core of my character because I've given you literally hundreds of hours. So that's what I've always maintained, but it doesn't matter to the mob. Like I had friends that so thoroughly were misinformed about the people on the Harper's list. Uh, Harper's letter. It was crazy. They literally just believe anything they read in a tweet about somebody. So th- there's no saving you, Eric. You're canceled. Done. Yeah, I guess so. Should I make it? Should I? All right. Here's my notes app apology in the same in the same uh, in the same breath. Uh, what I was talking about was uh, militant leftists taking their family hostage and shooting them and shooting at their enemies, and not uh, a wild, crazy person walking into a place of unarmed, defenseless, innocent people and killing them. If that's what happens. Yeah. I, I just meant the Marxist Leninists, uh, yes. in, in our listenership that are, uh, working with abolitionist orgs to, uh, whatever, whatever that was, what, I, you know what? I want to read that once an episode. How about this? How about we make this a bit that I read that every episode and then our listeners can tell us what they think that means. Can you read it again? I'd love to. Please. Uh, okay. There's so, uh, And we can start doing it in voices. We can work on our, uh, you know, <laughs> our, our, our shitty improv. Yeah. Uh, there's something to be said about the vulnerability of abolitionist orgs uh, to infiltration because of their usually decentralized nature. 
But, capitalize, I think this reflects more on the Marxists not involving themselves in this fight to promote dem centralism rather than on abolitionism uh, rather on abolitionism oh that uh, yo there that makes no sense i think abolition of what eric i think eric as a marxist leninist a lack of democratic centralism and discipline means the community accountability and revolutionary justice processes so many abolitionists crave are much more difficult to attain this person is a profoundly bad tweeter no offense to anarchist comrades all the love but abolitionism doesn't belong to anarchists it's a fight communists can and must take up and there's an extremely visible lack of communist slash Marxist presence in abolitionist circles and that reflects more negatively on us in my honest opinion do they know that like anarchism runs pretty counter to Leninism and Marxism no listen there is an extreme left anarchism and, and actually that's that's what uh, Chomsky technically is everybody by the way that at- attempted to cancel Noam Chomsky. Nobody in our listenership did this, but uh, no. So Eric, are you aware that uh, like they, they were mad at him for signing the letter? Yes. <clears throat> Putting his name next to JK Rowling. As right. though that fucking matters. We're going to have a whole episode on JK, JK Rowling. Uh, so are you aware that Noam has been a passionate defender of free speech rights basically since like the 1970s. I think that's the only thing I know about him. Yeah. So he famously in the 1980s, I want to say defended, uh, neo-Nazis right to speak, uh, and right to proliferate those ideas. Uh, now I want to, I want to underline the name Noam Chomsky to you. Uh, I don't like this man necessarily, but but it takes some real fucking bravery to be Noam Chomsky and to say, hey, I think that my ideological enemies who I consider dangerous and perhaps a real threat to myself, I think that in a free society, they have the right to speak. That takes stones and all the critics of the Harper's letter do not have that. So no matter who signed that letter, I don't care if Himmler rose from his fucking grave to sign that letter. If your critique of that letter is to, uh, to, to sort of deflect by making it about any individual on there, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> and if you are trying to fucking cancel Noam Chomsky, a 90-year-old who has been in the trenches on the same topics that you pretend to care about, then you are a fucking loser. <laughs> that is all I have to say regarding the letter. My boy, Noam Chomsky, who I don't even like and have found annoying since I was a child. Uh, but I, I do, you know, I'm with him. I'm with him. More Nazi shit, me and Noam. He's like, I don't need, fans of the pod know I don't read shit. He's like one of those names that's like, I don't like Howard Zinn or something. He's like, I know he's like this vaguely, uh, not, not even vaguely. I know he's like this leftist liberal ideologue that writes books, depressing books about people being stupid and, and Republican, whatever people being assholes. Like I, I have no, I have no affinity for this man, but I agree with him on freedom of speech. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. So whatever. Consider Eric and Pat, consider WP timeline on they, we signed the letter. Yeah, we signed the letter. I, I co-sign and, and, uh, uh, JK Rowling is, uh, my turf sister. Yes. Yes. <laughs> turf sister. Like, yeah. All right. Anyway, I think that's, that's, uh, that's all you got anything else this week. No, I'm in a, it's the Northeast is a fucking nightmare. It's so, dude, it's the fucking worst. It's the worst. It's like fucking 90 degrees and humid. It's I'm, I'm dying, bro. It's, it's vindictive. Why do people do this? It's, it's, it, it, it might be one of the worst places on earth. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm, scared to go, I'm scared to go to lakes because now brain eating brain eating amoebas are the are the new uh, uh, murder hornets. Is that the new? Yo, you know what's crazy? We didn't talk about COVID once. <laughs> you know what? You just broke it. You broke the spell. Did I? Uh, what do we have to say about COVID? Is it back? Is it gone? What's the deal? Ever? Who cares anymore? Uh, who uh, who gives a fuck? Uh, uh, you know what I think is interesting is the people people are still whining online. But they're no longer talking about a vaccine at all. Thank God. I think that's fascinating. People now think that wearing a mask is the move, but they've also given up on uh, on a vaccine. So there's what they're tacitly saying is herd immunity, but very slowly. <laughs> you know what the vaccine is? It's the black pill. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, speak to you soon. Yeah, uh, you know what you know what the deal is. I haven't looked in Twitter forever, but I guess you can hit. The, I'll probably look at it eventually. Uh, at WP Timeline on Twitter, Patreon.com/slash Worst Possible Timeline. Uh, hit that up. Throw us a few bones. Um, people want us. We got some feedback. People want us to do a listen party between the two of us of the new Morrissey album. Done. Happy did, to did, do it. Did, did people enjoy Critters? I don't. Yeah, I think they did. I th- we think we got some pretty good positive feedback. I haven't looked at anything. Yeah, no. I think uh, I think people were happy with critters. Maybe we'll do a little bit more of that. I think maybe we should go a little less with the watch along, and maybe just I don't know. Maybe just uh, you know, what would be fun. Maybe a good way to pivot this podcast is. But actually, it's not even a pivot. It's a it's a it's a turnaround. Where what we did with wrestling cinema, where we just take a stupid fucking movie. And we try to applicate it to our modern standards of reality. Oh, I like that. <laughs> all right, everybody. Um, yeah, hit hit up all the good shit. Um, get out of the Northeast if you can. Uh, go go kill your racist uncle, um, and be happy with what with your lot in life. Oh wow! You can't say that. You're so canceled. Goodbye, everyone. Be happy. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is uh, 
Well, I don't know. I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today, wherever you get your podcasts.